everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis and his brace. <laughs> I'm alive, bitches. <laughs> He's made it. To those of you who wished me well, thank you. So many shorties reached out. We're like, we hope you're... No, it was funny. Again, it was like, oh my God, we hope you're okay. Good luck on your surgery. I was like, oh, well, the surgery already happened and I'm alive. Right, because when we recorded, it's it like all jumbled up. up. Yeah. yeah, but... um, But thank you all to everyone who reached out and to all who didn't. Rotten Go hell. hell. Rotten hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see you're doing well. The brace is aggressive. But you, you said it's better than on the other one. Yeah, I mean, I'm down really bad. And to your point, Sam, I guess I have just been underplaying what's going on in my life. Yeah, no, you really have. Like, I've been texting you all week asking you how you're doing. And you're like, yeah, like, it's fine. Like, I can take care of myself. Don't worry about me. I'm fine over here. Everything's great. And then <laughs> then I get on this call and you said that the cast that you got taken off today went up to your elbow. Up to my elbow. Heavy you got as pins hell. in your hands. I haven't slept in days because it was so heavy. Oh, I've been, my God. I've Basically, I'm running, I'm living on a prayer. You're living on a prayer. I'm running on fumes and living on a prayer. I haven't had caffeine in weeks because oh. I had to cut that out of my system due to some high blood pressure issues and anxiety. Oh, God. I basically so told him how much caffeine I was having. And the doctor was like, are you well? No, I had one of those moments yesterday, too, where I had so much caffeine. Like I had a coffee, I had a Coke, I had a Red Bull. And then was I was like, like so I wonder why I don't you... feel good. He was like, how much caffeine are you having in a day, buddy? Because you've got a lot of anxiety. And I said, well, you know, I'm having a quad latte in the morning and I'm washing that down with like, you know, a three-shot a three shot latte at about three, four hours later. Yeah. He's like, so who, you're regularly having eight shots of espresso a day? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, Just okay. to keep me going. Look. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be here without it. <laughs> I'd be dead. Um, yeah, so I, back to you downplaying this. Um, you have been. And to see you with the little pins, like, I'm going to start crying. Yeah, I've got two little pins in my hand to stabilize my bone, a full hand cut, brace on. Um, things are a mess. I know. And I'm, I told you before we started recording, I'm like, you got to find that fucking woman who hit you with their door i think you need to focus on sending me something after asking me no for i my know address. i literally i <laughs> i just wrote it down shout out to sam who literally texted me before my surgery and was like hey just wondering what your address is and i sent it to her and clearly that means something is going to coming. arrive yeah well guys the surgery's coming on that's the only thing that's come <sighs> yeah that's my bad um but everything's good there. There was something I was going to say. <clears throat> oh, I want to give everyone a warning. One of the symptoms of general, being under general anesthesia is having a sore throat. And mm. um, I've got a halls going on the side just in case because <laughs> I've got a really bad cough. And I really, I need you all to know that we don't need that in our reviews. And this is truly post-surgical pain, I admit. Yes. Um, you have every right. So just don't, I don't want to hear about it, that I mm. might have a holes in my mouth a little bit later, a throat lozenge, as it were. <laughs> then the other thing I was going to say is, is we're barreling into Oscar Sunday. I know. And I guess once this comes out, the Oscars will have come and gone. Yeah. So who, uh, do you have any thoughts that you want to share? I thought it was a great show. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> Who's hosting? I think Jimmy Fallon. Kimmel. 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 
Jimmy Kimmel. I saw some crazy ass story recently that was like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon pulled off a prank where they switched they they switched shows. And I was like, that's not a prank. They're literally the same person. They're the same show. Like, it's, they got the same name. Like, who gives a shit if they switched? Why don't they um, give their job to like a black trans woman and go the fuck away? Yeah. I mean, I also this I is like, like a total segue. If I had to pick one. You like Kimmel the best. Oh, uh, uh, if I had enemies. to pick between the two of them, right. I would go Kimmel. Yeah, for sure. J- Fallon is not. He's a little too cutesy for me. Yeah, he's a little too. <laughs> like, yeah, I think Fa- I think Kimmel has a bit of an edge. He course, does. He, he speaks out. On the man show. He speaks out on like issues and. Yeah. You know. He's a good guy, I think. I think down. so, too. Um, I do want to make a note. So I rarely listen to this podcast. And I, I took a listen. I never do. The other day. And it's really something. I mean, I feel bad for our listeners sometimes because I I silently laugh. Like, I have a silent laugh. So it's something. And when you say something funny, Chris, which is all the time, You're just I'm like... laughing. But to them, it's like dead air. But to me, I'm laughing. So I want everyone to know if you feel like this there's is, just a lot of silence like go to our youtube i promise like I'm not yeah an at idiot. the end of like, the day this is a visual medium now at this point it is um, you're getting also, actually a lot of work over there i've been doing some really deep visual work yes a lot of finger work yeah a lot of finger work so i also want to read a, a, a review uh-oh that we got okay jarring at first but addictive Four out of five stars. All right, that's fair. So far, I'm with them. Jarring is... I mean, here, that's the thing. I'm on board. It I'm is. like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Oh, this is going to take you on a ride. Confront me afresh. Yeah. Let's play shortcomings bingo. I'll fast forward the first 10 minutes of random talk and get straight to the Sex and the City episode. Check. Uh, so, so they're really not going to like this. Yeah, they'll hate it. Chris will say something truly vicious check chris will say something vicious about sam and sam will agree is this friendship okay check sam will repeat multiple things chris says check they will get something factually wrong check awful relationship and life advice check sam will show herself to be the relatable impressionable wide-eyed carry girl sex and city was written for check chris will say something incredibly insightful about the writing I can't even pronounce one of the words that they used or themes. Check. On occasion. I, I will heartily enjoy both Chris and Sam's courageous vulnerability and I'll listen to another episode. Check. Courageous vulnerability. Is Brene Brown in the house? I possibly. Was that from Brene? Is she ups- maybe is she she's upset she's that Brene? we did I didn't remember her name. Is that the incorrect piece yeah. of information that we were giving that um i think you thought i was talking about paula dean yeah well you were describing her as a southern woman like she repeatedly. is Renee brown is a southern woman. i understand like, i think oh. i described her as the nancy grace of wellness yeah i think you did and um she did come up on my tiktok but what do you think of that review i feel like it's accurate i mean it's it's Here's tough, you know. It did seem that they landed on ultimately liking us. And sometimes yeah. we don't need to go on the journey of how you got there with you. But so it's like, sometimes I I'm enjoy, I enjoyed it. Or it needed to be like, you know how they say like a compliment sandwich when you're giving critiques mm. at work. This was like insult, shit. Insult. Insult. Positive. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. 
like they brought they lava. broke us down to build us up and i don't feel built up by it i'm mostly focused on the negatives yeah you know i'm gonna take how, some of that with me how often do we get things factually wrong i mean i did have people reaching out about ron rifkin and bob balaban and i did tell them like look i corrected myself the next episode Oh, they corrected you before you corrected yourself. Yeah, they were like, you fucking idiot. We're revoking your Broadway card that you thought that was Bob Balaban. I was like, (laughs) guys, I caught it myself. Oh, uh, before we get into the episode, sorry for this to this reviewer um, who hates apparently when we do that. But um, I saw 80 for Brady last night. Finally, just? Yeah, just now. You know, I'm always a few months behind. I loved it. I loved it. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yes, but also but one perfection. of the best. Yeah, it was really good. I loved that it wasn't like, there wasn't depressing moments really. There was like just tender moments. No, did you, when you went into it, did you understand the conceit that Tom Brady would be coming to us through nope. like visions? Nope. Had no idea Tom Brady would even be in the film. Then I find I... out he produced the film and he actually reached out to the original 80 for Brady women via like Wait, video wait, wait. message. What? There are 80 for Brady. This is a real life story? Yes. What? Yes. Tom Brady is such a sad figure. He reached out to the original 80 for Brady's girls, four women in Boston. Actually, Philadelphia, excuse me, I think. Oh, God. And, low um, energy. Yeah. So they, he reached out to them via video message in 2020 and said, I want to make your life a movie. And they were like, what? Um, here we are he was in it a lot more than i thought i i I thought he was going to be like a cameo at the end same same i I mean i really enjoyed 80 for brady what did i see recently why was i at the movies recently creed four no i haven't got my eyes on creed three yet oh Oh, well speaking of jonathan majors it was that new Mm. marvel oh you're a marvelette of course he's gorgeous no like he does something to me that i can't explain what I would give, and look, not to bring up our beloved, I believe we named him Lord Shorty, and mm. I don't have a name on him at the top of my, Mark Davies. Yes, of course, the Lord of the Shorties. I hope he understands that our taste in men is getting less questionable as we get older, maybe, or as we continue. And mm. we don't need to talk about my text messages mm. to you yesterday. No, and we don't. Some of the photos I sent of... um. Guys, I get harassed Mr. with photos. Mr. Kieran Culkin. You and that photo of like, I'm hoeing. That hoeing. Oh, <laughs> that's one of the funniest photos on the internet, isn't it? No, it's oh. hilarious. <laughs> now this has really just become nonsense. People are like, we're not on I this know, group thread. We're not here for this. Okay, so let's get into the episode. Yeah. Um, I let's get into the episode. I just want to say I hope Michelle Yeoh has an Oscar by the time you all are listening to this. I firmly believe she will. Yeah. I'm an everything everywhere all at once stan. I'm a Michelle Yeoh stan. So what are we here to discuss today? Sex in the City. The, the season four finale. This is season four, episode 18, mm-hmm. I Heart New York. Let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie plans one last big night. A new man enters Miranda's life. Samantha gives her hearts to Richard, and Charlotte's trying to get back up there. Yeah. What did you think of this episode before we start to break it down? Because I feel like everyone knows everything. In my mind, I kind of was... The way I remember this episode was very different than how I felt watching it. I really... 
actually loved this episode. I thought it was like. What's your memory of it? I don't think I liked it. What? Yeah. This is like the, this is, I think, empirically probably the best episode of Sex and the City, even if it's not my, not to spoil my rating later. Yeah. No, I, I really didn't like it. Your Um, memory of this episode is not liking it. Correct. What I don't. What do you remember not liking that you found new as you rewatched? Um, I really hated when Miranda was giving birth and like looking at Carrie and like they. You had, have like, a mentioned moment. that to me like multiple I, it times. It makes me deeply uncomfortable, and I've um, just not never been able to like even like you text that to me, and I'm like I'm just not even gonna reply. And now, I mean, I still don't like it, but in the the big the bigger picture of the episode, I. I love this episode and I just didn't remember feeling that way before. It's such a, I don't know. It's such a special episode. Clearly, right. We can talk about the overarching kind of circumstances in the episode. Sorry, I'm playing out my Barbara Streisand notebook. <laughs> just I'm, flipping through the I'm all, this. Guys, I told you it's a visual medium. Get it over really there. is. If you want to see Barbara. You want to see his little scribbles? My, no, my handwriting ain't what it used to be. Yeah, let me take a peek. <laughs> I actually, I are honestly, you writing with your right hand? On occasion. Are you able to? Well, well I can get a little something-something out. Wow, that's actually better than I expected. Remember that like a few weeks ago, pre-surgery, you just had that post-it? <laughs> that post-it was so dark-sided. <laughs> That was like the burger post. <laughs> like it was. I'm sorry. I can't. I hate myself. Yeah. That sorry. Said, I can't. I really can't. I'm sorry. I can't fuck my neighbor who hit me with her door. Wait, your neighbor? <clears throat> well, not. I mean, she lives in the hood. Oh my God. You got to track her down and just show her the cast. I'm, I know her exactly where she lives. She was parked outside of her house. You should leave her a note. Maybe I'll leave her that post it. You yeah. did this to me. Yeah. <laughs> In my former handwriting. Sorry, guys. I got to give myself a little cough over here. <coughs> Just to try to get my voice back. Yeah. You're fine. Um, no, I really love this episode. I just think it's um, it's a classic episode. I think what I was about to say is, is that the circumstances of it, right, of having been filmed before 9-11, but then coming out post 9-11, um, it's almost shocking how beautiful of a love letter it is to New York Mm -hmm. and given when it came out and I feel like you can still feel that chill you can really still I think feel that resonance I mean there are some Mm -hmm. things where I rolled my eyes at that we'll get to but overall I think this is probably one of the sharpest and most well-defined episodes of the show Mm -hmm. in the sense of like Everyone's got something going on. Even as vapid as Charlotte's storyline is, it's good enough, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I love ending season four with all of the women in this kind of transition space. Mm-hmm. And that also feels very weighted to, I think, the reality of New York and the country at that time. Mm-hmm. And I also had to say, like, in a kind of post-pandemic world, also this episode took on a new meaning yes. for me. Like, I don't know. I just thought everything was so beautiful. I did too. And the way that it ended, like, I just felt so different watching this. Like, maybe because I'm different. Because, like you said, COVID. Like, I look at everything. Like, the way that this episode was kind of brought together and the end of it with, you know, I we love you, New York. Like, it was just, like, really moving. 
Yeah, so let's hear the monologue and then get into it. Oh, the sounds of sirens. Later that night, I got to thinking about fate. That crazy concept that we're not really responsible for the course our lives take. That it's all predestined, written in the stars. Maybe that explains why, if you live in a city where you can't even see the stars, your love life tends to feel a little more random. And even if our every man, every kiss, every heartache is pre-ordered from some cosmic catalog, can we still take a wrong step and wander off our own personal Milky Way? I couldn't help but wonder, can you make a mistake and miss your fate? No. Okay. <laughs> I really took umbrage with the phrase, your our own personal Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't really think of Milky Way as a galactic term. It's mostly a candy bar to me. Yes. And I really didn't like this monologue. Period. I, I feel like in a 2023 world, this monologue would be so much better if it was about astrology. Yeah. Like, Not it just, the Milky Way. Not the Milky Way and stars and all of this. But I do think there is something interesting about the notion of fate. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't permeate super well throughout the episode, fate. But I think this monologue is interesting enough to give you this idea of, like, how much is all is everything these women go, is everything they're going through in this episode really connected to the idea of fate? Carrie and Big, like mm-hmm. OTP. Miranda is really meant to have a child. Mm-hmm. Samantha, you know, is mm-hmm. finally able to connect to mm-hmm. some level of emo- like wh- what I think the show would define as quote unquote real emotion and her heart. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte is trying her hardest to kind of be a single woman again in a post-divorce world. Like, I think that there's just something, while I don't like this monologue, I really do like the idea of fate. Do you believe believe in fate? Ooh. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. I owe you flowers. Yeah, well, that you do owe me. (laughs) And a uh, McDonald's fountain Coke. Yeah. Um, Do I believe in fate? I I think it's hard because... you know you do. I do... I do, but I don't want to because I feel like it's silly. Like this idea of like the last question that she asks, like, do we ever if we make the wrong choice, do we miss our fate? But like, that's not really how fate works. Yeah, I guess I believe that I don't believe in any kind of predetermined anything. I feel like we all make choices mm-hmm. and um is karma and fate they're different right do you know the definition of both of them hmm. can't say now that i just heard that vicious thing check yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i don't think i don't like the definition but i feel like i got the vibe of them oh, vibes only vibes um, only. <laughs> so karma is my understanding is like the energy you put out into the world. So Mm -hmm. like if I am good to people, good things will return to me and vice versa. Okay. Um, Whereas fate is the idea that there are predetermined things that are just going to happen. Like that one could say you and I meeting and starting this podcast was fate. Or is it just that we were both on the internet one day? I would be more like we're just two idiots who ended up on the internet. Yeah. We have done 
on this podcast has been predetermined by some um, larger power. Cosmic but, Milky Way. Yeah, not. I've definitely um, strayed from my own personal Milky Way of late. Yeah. Sexually, financially. Spiritually, emotionally. Spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I. I'm like I, fucking Matt Damon and whatever the fuck that movie was. Oh, Gravity? No, he was not in Gravity. That was um, that was George Clooney. Oh, and Interstellar? No, that was uh, Matthew McConaughey and Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway. Hmm. The Martian? Was that The Martian. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a lot of is, white people in space. This is Space Boys and Gals. <laughs> space Boys. Space Ghost Coast to Coast or whatever that strange show was. Um, I've never heard of that. But, I think Cam um, would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Cam said the word rubbers. Hmm. Um, what do you call condoms? I just call them condoms. Oh, he goes, for sure. For sure. Yeah, everybody knows Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Shorty's right in if you know about Space Ghost. Um, Interesting. Interesting, because I do believe in karma, but fate is something that I, I struggle with. Yeah, I'm just, um, you know, one foot in front of the other. Each individual choice affects the next. And we all have uh, the capacity to change our lives. Yeah. I didn't think I was supposed to be on this mic. And I think my fate is that this podcast end one day. A lot of people asking what we're going to do next. Okay. For people asking, I just need to remind everybody, we have still two full seasons. Two movies. Two movies. And just like that season two. Like, that's a long time. I know, but I think people are getting worried. I don't know what to tell them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Gary <laughs> who knows you want to still be alive session. i don't think either of us are smart enough to talk about succession it would just be a lot of you being like roman's hot i feel like you know this this week i couldn't figure out am i attracted to tom or roman i don't yeah. know you know what disgusts me is cousin greg oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> he's so foul i find him as an actor foul i find that character to be disgusting he's just like a simple adam driver to me like he's like no 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 like he will never be adam driver but they both have that tall man effect that like you you kind of think of them similarly but but i think adam driver is like a normal height i think if you were in the I think he's like six three if you were in a room with cousin greg you would be terrified i think isn't he like six eight uh is he, he i looks, thought he was like six five i could be talking out my ass adam driver six two great he's my height. greg height he is oh fuck he's six seven yeah like that's scary that's like yeah that uh, that's too tall yeah like that's, that's custom tall. made bed bullshit yeah 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 that's get out of here try to find pants oh my god Ooh, i mean i've got that problem i could do too i can't button mine well, I more meant that I just have long legs, but mm, okay, just out <laughs> of I've myself. Got, you know, I've got that other problem too with uh, yeah. some pants I'm holding on to in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are collecting <laughs> dust. That I might as well just be like, let's just give up the ghost. These are mm. never going to happen for me and donate yeah. them. Let's get into Charlotte. Yeah, let's talk about Sex and the City. So she's working at MoMA and she meets Eric. What did you think of Eric? Gorgeous. My first, yeah, my first impressions, gorgeous, very Charlotte type. Um, I oh, like really? That he's pursuing her. Um, you know, I thought it was sweet. 
I like that and, they have something in common. Yeah, like that he's into art also. Yeah, and I like I don't know. I'm I was happy to see Charlotte getting back out there, you know. But that then thought. we run into old Trey and Bunny. Oh my god. I had forgotten what a small scene this is and that the camera never even lingers on them. Mm-mm. It it they come in and out pretty quick. And I, I thought that they stayed in the scene much longer. I know. I wanted more. I was sad to see them go so quickly because I think that is our last physical appearance of Trey McDougal. Mm. We will see Bunny again, but I think that is the last we see of Trey yeah. in the Sex and the City cinematic universe. And I needed a close-up and I would have preferred him shirtless. Uh, you would have preferred him oiled up? Oiled up. On a tennis court. Or just running through MoMA. Ripping and running. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that it was they made a point for Charlotte to say this is one of my favorites and it's Monet and the lilies and then they have Bunny being like oh my god this is disgusting Enjoy oh that. I thought you were gonna go that she then names her daughter Lily hmm. I hadn't made it that far <laughs> but she accepts Eric's date I thought their date was actually really sweet them talking about too. their I, I think that I have to imagine and this is so interesting that if you have gone through, because right, they're both divorced. Recently, both of that them. There has to be a certain level of just common language of like, great, we can just talk about this, which I guess we also kind of saw in just like that with Carrie and um, Peter. Him. <laughs> the man's name should not the be The Eddie Peter. Bauer catalog. That <laughs> He is not Eddie Bauer. He was fucking Tommy Bahama, if you ask me. <laughs> Did you know Tommy Bahama shirts are really expensive? For Still? what they are. Yes. Still? Yes. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. I was surprised as well. Very Ashton Kutcher energy from Peter. Do you agree? Hmm. Did you ever watch Your Place or Mine? I never did get my eyes on it. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't. Anyway. So all the way back to um, where we yeah. started, which is... How wonderful I thought the scene of them discussing their relationship so openly. And I Mm -hmm. have to imagine that when you come to the table with recent divorces, that kind of intimacy can build really quickly, which is, I think, why Charlotte was so ready to, like, sleep with him, Mm -hmm. is just because they were able to really open up to one another. And I would, I don't know, I almost want to say if you're going through a divorce, find somebody else who's going through one and date them. I actually agree. because that's a terrible dating advice? Check. Check. <laughs> I no, I totally agree with you because they're able to relate to what you're going through. You don't you're you're be going through your own shit with your own divorce. So you're not focused on their ex. Like I feel like if you are single and you're dating someone going through a divorce, you're constantly kind of like thinking about the process. Is it gonna happen? What's the what's going on over there? Like it you can't really empathize or understand. No. Divorce seems like hell to me. Hell. Uh, you because know. here's the thing, ladies Not and that gents, you've been divorced. I want to be very clear. I haven't, parents. but I've seen people, you know, yeah. get divorced. And you think you know someone. And then you you throw those papers on the table. And I'm telling you, people change. It's like when people die. Like, the wills get weird. They get oh. grabby. Oh, I've been through that process. Let's hear his response to Charlotte's wealth, which is my favorite thing. No, this is your favorite, favorite. Thing. yeah. And after dinner, Charlotte invited Eric home for coffee and. The and being, I'm determined to move on from my ex-sex. Wow. 
This place is huge. Wow. You live here alone? Uh-huh. It's not that big. Not that big? Wow. Look on there. Was Rex like a king or something? Wow. He was a doctor. Wow. Look at the size of this place. Wow. I live in a studio. Wow. You're rich. Huh. My ex-wife was an Orthodox Jew, and now you're a rich girl. Why can't I ever find a woman who's compatible with me? You know what? I'm not really feeling that well. Maybe you should go. Jesus Christ, it's huge. It goes all the way back there. Wow. That's what she said. Yeah, good idea. Sorry, guys, not to talk through the clip. (laughs) Um, This band, I I will say. I know. Wow. 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 Um, is he clearly I'm also surprised that she married him if he's not Jewish and she's Orthodox Jewish. Well, they they did it for love and it just didn't work out. Also, I mean, I do have to admit, like if he's living in a studio apartment and she's got that beautiful apartment, I mean Well, here's the thing, New York is so fucking expensive. He could be a millionaire living in a studio these days. yeah, but like I-, I get what he's saying like if he's going through a divorce and you're walking into this girl you're interested in apartment that was her hu- ex-husband and you're living in a studio apartment you're like fuck me it also does give credence to right what charlotte kind of said earlier in the series where she says i rent because women shouldn't own there then there's no room for the man or right then don't like that and here she goes wow 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 i love him let's get into samantha I love her. She's finally able to admit that she loves Richard she's, to the girls. She's losing her fucking mind. And she says, what did she say? This love thing is a motherfucker. Yeah, and they were like, excuse me? <laughs> okay. She's a loveaholic. Mm-hmm. But she's out of her fucking mind. She's it? out of her mind. I've been her. Yeah, I've never. I've Oh, I've been her. Like, well, Yeah. Where you're like looking at the, the person and you're just like, so we shouldn't be together if you don't love me. So I'm going to leave. I do love when she's sitting there in bed. Like, I think she's eating chocolates. It's very reminiscent of her waiting for Smith with sushi and how she gets upset with him. She doesn't like to wait. She Samantha like... Jones waits for no man. No. I mean, especially like when you're hot I think like she that. does say that at some point. I think she does. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a direct quote. Yeah. Um, You know, and she's, you know, she's waiting for her man to come home and he pounces in that room that again we can't get our eyes on i mean i get that they're sexual creatures but Mm -hmm. i would never if i was at like my boyfriend's apartment Mm -hmm. just wait in bed for him with nothing else to do she didn't have a book she didn't have an episode of tv going nothing i would be sitting on the couch like a fucking potato in I my sweat, I'd be asleep. Up outer banks. At my aunt. Yeah, like I'd be like, order DoorDash. <laughs> yeah, waiting for your ass. Um, I do like her line of Richard Wright. Meet the telephone. Like, yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. Communication is key. But let's hear probably one of my favorite things in this episode, which is her truly spiraling. I love it. You went out of this. Just say it. I don't want to have sex once, and I want out. Not just once. What about yesterday? We were at the opera. I was bored. I fucked you for three hours when we came home. A big whoop. Why haven't you hung the hearts? I will. It's been laying against that wall for days. 
I'm not sure it belongs here. You mean I don't belong here? Samantha, a stranger to love, didn't do it very well. Oh, and I heard the weather this morning, but they didn't say anything about a shitstorm. Where were you on your lunch hour? I stopped by and you weren't there. I was eating. Eating? Eating who? I saw you get into a cab with a woman wearing come fuck me heels. Listen, Richard, just tell me you're sleeping with someone else and we'll call it a day. The hearts would be better in the den. I had a salad and salmon. The woman is a business associate. I do not want out of this. But if you do, this is a good way to go. I'm sorry. She was an interior designer. You believe me, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. She sounds the like Carrie. Game is, the pimp game is strong. <laughs> strong with this one. No, she sounds like Carrie when she first started dating big. Like, just a fucking insecure wreck however in carrie's position she her insecurities were coming from internal places Mm -hmm. in this situation this is one of those examples where i would say just break up with him because if you are feeling that way you have reason to Mm -hmm. and it is probably true yeah like when people are going through phones and mm. checking DMs tracking locations and, and tracking people on their phone and Mm-mm. need to know where they are. My advice to them is always like, just break up with them now yeah. because ultimately you are going to find what you're looking for mm-hmm. because you're looking. Yeah. Wow. That was beautiful. And you See, just... you give good advice. <laughs> well, some might say like, no, like, you know, I don't know. I no, think I think we're like, right. Check. Bad advice again. Um, we're always just like break up with your boyfriend basically yeah it's like if you don't <laughs> you don't like what they're bringing to the table it will get the fuck out of there yeah um what did you think of the hearts though do you think it is something richard would want no it's not something samantha would want they're so fucking ugly uh, he if someone gave me that i also have a thing like i think art is like very a personal thing very subjective and so to give someone, especially someone like Richard, hearts, it's like, babe, he's not going to fucking want that. Look at it or look around. He's got bare walls. He's got white sheets. He's acting like Patrick Bateman. Like, he doesn't want your shit no. in his house. He doesn't want clutter. The main thing I thought was, is like, that's just not his style. Right. Like, do you know him? But you know what was in style? Was this walk and talk between Carrie and Samantha. Oh, uh, Again, I was like, how do these two not just love each other? When, I know. When Carrie hears about the Raquel Welsh wig and she's just like, <laughs> oh, Lord. Like, yeah, she's like, Jesus Or just Christ. like, I do not have bail money. Yeah. Just, I'm putting it out there right now. It was a great little walk and talk. I loved it. And they both looked stunning. And then we get the hello lover. And I love how Carrie kind of pulls Samantha. And for some reason, Kim Control does like a wee. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> As a little button to the scene. They're having fun. But then she decides to put on that wig. Oh, my God. One thing I do want to say is this. Of course, wigs will become important later. And I thought this wig looked fabulous. And the wig she wears later in the show looked terrible. The... Like, when she gets cancer and she doesn't like any of the wigs. Oh, I'm like, go grab the old Go get the Raquel Welsh wig. Like, I thought this... I mean, it was a little bit of a Lisa Rinna cut. 
It was, you know, it was something for sure. But she looked gorgeous. I mean, she looked absolutely. Also, she looked crazy, but stunning. It was making me laugh. Just the white trench coat getting to follow that car. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Then she sneaks in. And Richard is tongue deep. Chris. And another gal. Mm What do you think? Now your heart's broken too. Yeah. I thought it was devastating. Devastating. And also I'm like, well. But I did have a laugh when the woman just went, who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> the woman was like, please keep going. Like, Do you think they finished? Yes. Richard. Of course they did. Come he's not going to let. That's true because he didn't really chase. He didn't really chase after her. No, he was like, he just like popped his little head up and was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> And he probably, luckily, he probably stepped on a piece of glass later. Mm. You think? Yeah, I think so. We got his kiss. I hope they both did. Um, I just thought this was so devastating. I think Kim Cattrall really crushed it. And that's a big emotional shift to have to take to go from um, like wig antics and like spy, like fucking spy kids. Yeah. To like emotionally devastated. Now your heart's broken too. And the runaway. Mm -hmm. So sad. And then we get, you know, Samantha being the best friend in the world, which is that she shows up to Miranda's birth. And um, I just want to hear her description of herself when she arrives. And Kim Cattrall is just chef's kiss. I have to go. I still have a chance to catch big. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Here comes Raquel Well. She'll what? tell you. I'm late. She'll tell you. Why are you wearing that wig? Because my hair under it looks like shit. Miranda has a son. Just what the world needs, another man. Oh, come on, let's go see the baby. Wait. Okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Because my hair underneath of it looks like shit. That's how I feel every day when we get on this podcast. I know. I brush my hair and I get on this fucking (laughs) ring light and I'm like, Jesus Christ, my roots are coming through. It's not good. But again, head over to the YouTube to take a peek. Sometimes I want to leave people over there, but sometimes I feel like it's where our best work is. Visually? Yeah. Are you, or is there a lag? I really talk about Miranda. Oh. Wait, is there a lag? No, I'm good. Okay. There a lag. I don't know. Your computer is acting up. Is there a lag for okay. you? I wasn't no, saying you're anything. Fine now. Yeah, no, you're fine. Okay. You're fine now. The only the last thing I said was is that I just don't really want to talk about Miranda. Oh, the birth. Yeah. I mean, I know. I really do love this storyline with Miranda. So let's get into I think she's firmly Miranda here. No Well, no, she kind of got into some Rambo behavior. When when with Steve. Oh, yeah. The yeah. crib. Yeah, but I think it's important to note that at the beginning, Miranda is super pragmatic. Like, she's her most Miranda self. The whole use a condom and then not wanting to sleep and telling Carrie not to sleep with Big Thief. One thing I did want to note, and you know I think Cynthia Nixon is like the best actress in the world. Mm -hmm. There is a line that haunts me, which is when she's talking about... um, I think of them like the men who you have the really great first date with and then you never see them again. I pretend they died. 
Yeah. There's just some lines she she can't get. She she, cannot push across. Right. And she can do a lot. She can do a lot. I've seen her say, I'm craving me some Che. And And she made that work beautifully. Beautifully. Now I can't even remember. What the hell was the context for her saying that? Was it a Well, she showed up at her house and announced. And wasn't Che like high and doing nothing? It was like, hey, get out of here, girl. Yeah. It was like, like, you can't just show up. I gotta get my eyes back on it just like that season. I do too. I I need it. I'm craving me some Che. I I am too, frankly. But I just think that I don't know why that I pretend they died. (laughs) It just always like it rings in my ears as one of the falsest lines in the entirety of the show. Yeah. But then she and Steve are getting ready for the baby mm-hmm. and they're discussing names. So let's hear that and then finish up Miranda because okay. I, this, there's not much we can say. Yeah. I was thinking of Danny. Danny who? For the baby, Danny. Hops. Huh, Danny. I like that. Did you have any other ideas? Paul. Paul? Huh. Paul's, you know, big name in the Brady family. Dad, my granddad. Well, Paul. But they're, they're, they're dead. I mean, you didn't even know him. Danny's better. Hey, Danny, you want to go shoot some hoops? Sounds right. Good. Wow. You're making something for little Danny. Don't cry, Steve. Sorry. I have so many thoughts. Hey, Daddy, we'll go through some hoops. I know. I also am like, ma'am, you're about a day away from giving birth and you haven't discussed a name. And you, also I know, but that feels like so Miranda. That feels so Miranda. Like, you haven't built a crib, bitch. You're like, well, she literally just got, about to give birth. She just got her baby presents last week. Yeah, you should have. No one's buying you a crib. No, people buy cribs. You go in for them. They do. Mm hmm. Like, if you have a registry, you know how, like, if you, you'll oh, you have can, an like, amount all go in together. and you all pitch in for the crib. Oh. It's like at wedding things. Like, you can give, like, okay, I want to give you $100. I'll yeah. put it towards the crib. Or, you Got know, it. I mean, there are also wealthy people who just buy larger, more expensive presents. Mm. Not me. Not me. You you get a children's book and a gift a card. teddy though. bear. Yeah, get the fuck out. That's actually yeah. not true. I've spent way too much money on validating other yeah, people. Yeah, you, you love babies, so. I love babies. I, lo- I love to give people gifts, but each time I do... Is your love of... language gifts? Like, I think that you I love give, giving... yeah. That I give? That's how you show um, love, I feel. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say my love language that I... The way I show love yeah. is probably through quality time. Oh. Because so I will fucked. give... <laughs> I will give anyone a gift, but I won't necessarily spend a lot of time with people or talk to anyone. Mm. Okay. Um, And then I've often always argued, I don't think I have a love language in in terms of how I like to receive love. I mostly like to be left alone. Mm. So. Physical touch? No. mm -mm. Uh, Words of affirmation? No, I hate to be complimented. Oh, okay. Well, then our review section is a great place for it's us. It's a great space for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love to be broken down. Um, I... What do you think of the um, the Brady Hobbs name? I think it's really lovely. I think it's um, such a sweet moment. I was surprised that Steve understood it so quickly. Shocked. I'm shocked he didn't give her any pushback on Hobbs I thought he, either. I thought he was going to be like, 
Huh. That's my name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll have my name and your name, Randa. Does Brady have a middle name? He doesn't deserve one. I can't imagine. Brady Paul Hobbs. Rubber landmine. <laughs> Brady worst son in the world, Hobbs. Brady fucking too loud, Hobbs. <laughs> Brady. Brady, get the fuck out of my house, Hobbs. Yeah, it's disgusting. I hate um, I hate that we see his birth. I really used to love Brady, and now... If it just like that, with such different eyes. I can't even see him now. I know. I can't. Mm. Do you? Although one of the cutest things is that that baby, I think, is the one who goes on to be the little boy in the first movie. Oh, that's cute. I do think I that's think true. It's the original little boy that plays Brady now. No. Really? No, that's not the. I don't know where that little boy is. I love the moment when Carrie and Miranda, when Carrie and Miranda look at one another. I think it's so beautiful. I also think it's the most silent birth outside of Scientology I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate the moment where it's Mar- Brady, Brady. Steve gives Carrie the baby, and Carrie mm-hmm. is the one who kind of ushers Miranda into motherhood, which I think is so sweet and lovely. And I do often think about Sarah Jessica Parker's line reading of that is a fabulous hat. I just think Carrie is such a devoted and kind friend to stay there and be with her and monitor everyone's emotional responses so Miranda doesn't have to do that. I think this is the Carrie where we can give her props. You know, she she may have shown up up. with the bullshit bagels, but she learned a lesson and she's doing Mm -hmm. well here. I will say I'm going to drag the fuck out of Carrie next week for her friendship behavior. Um, but, oh, was um, that the sailor party? Yeah, but she this Miranda week, in a car. This week, well, that's Samantha who does that. I'm actually going to have to give a lot of people some notes next week for okay. their behavior. Um, but this week, I'm going to give her a lot. And I don't know. I really like the name Brady. I, I just think it's so sweet. And mm-hmm. I hate Steve, but I was kind of charmed by him this week. Although I didn't care for his two hands, ten toes. Two bowls. I was like, sir, we don't need like, your ball. Okay, humor. we don't. Yeah, your baby's one hour old. Of course like, he has. Of course up. he has both of his balls. Like, what are you talking about? He's not you, Steve. Also, like, that's not a thing. Like, just because you have one also, ball doesn't mean don't talk about your kids' balls. But like, also, you have one ball does not mean your baby's gonna be born with one. Right, ball. your yours was taken. Like, <laughs> like Liam Neeson. Yeah. I hate Steve. Um yeah. Let's get into Carrie. Okay. So I love the beginning of this episode. I love, I just love seasons changing. I think mm-hmm. that is something that's so important to me. I've often said I couldn't live somewhere that didn't have a distinct season. seasons. Yeah. And I just love that time. I particularly really love that time of year when you open your window mm-hmm. and you need Brisk. that larger, like I sleep with my window open and a fan on me. Like I love a blank, a, like I just thought that was so cozy. It was so cozy. You could like feel it. And I think that their conversation on the phone is so sweet and cute. But she comes over with that pizza and she discovers he's going, going, gone. He's gone, baby, gone. Yeah. Let's hear it. While it's hot. I thought it was just a company visit. Oh, your furniture is gone. See? This is why I'm leaving New York. The crime. Leaving New York? I'm moving. You are not moving. 
tell that to my realtor in Napa. Napa as, as in California? I bought a vineyard. Well, half a vineyard. Technically, it's three quarters of a vineyard, but there's a dispute over a hillside. Take this pizza and put it someplace. Monday at 5. And what, if I hadn't happened to call tonight, you were just going to quietly go away without telling me? I'm not big on goodbyes. Who would have called you? From where? A wine bat somewhere? You can't leave New York. You're the Chrysler building. The Chrysler building would be all wrong in the vineyard. Arrivederci, baby. But... Why? I'm tired of old New York. Well, if you're tired, you take a Napa. You don't move to Napa. Oh. <laughs> I need a cocktail. I, I love everything about this scene with the exception of the Napa. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, it's very Carrie. It's the but... worst thing she's at. I believe when I listed my top five dizziest Carrie moments, I think it was number one. I think it was as well. You cannot. That is too much of a pun. Too much. Um, I love them together. I think a. I think it is incredibly sexy the way when the way they're talking to one another over the phone. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time actually watching this episode that I realized that this might be something that they've done more than once. Yeah. Like that this is actually an arrangement they might have had since the Aiden breakup. There's too much of a comfort and an understanding of how it's going to work or even a language of like, it's just company Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen before. And sometimes I really appreciate that the show will... um, not so explicitly explain situations like that. Um, For example, later when he's in California and we find out they occasionally have phone sex. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's just this whole world of their relationship that is happening off camera, but that feels, because the actors are so good, so informed by their chemistry. Um, I just think it's great. And I love the idea that she decided, actually, I don't want to sleep with him. I want to have, like, a cutesy evening where we just eat pizza. Yeah. It was... Um, I love that you brought that up. That it it does feel that they've done this before. That this is, like, a part of their relationship now. Because there wasn't any anxiety with her and him. Like, that we used to feel. like They feel like equals. Yeah. Even though he is making this massive dick move. Like, yeah, it is I mean, actually batshit insane to not tell someone you're moving, mm-hmm. invite them over to your home, and just be like, oh, yeah, I don't have anything. I'm leaving in three days. Yeah, I would be devastated. Although I know many men who've done that. Really? Yeah, I've had a dear I'm friend who, excited. I had a roommate who just, like, left. We just, oh. just never saw him. Just moved out. Have you ever talked to that person again? Oh, he's still a dear friend. And then guess what? He moved back to Baltimore. We found out, like, Hey, he was like, we text him like, hey, Tommy, we're thinking of coming to D.C. to visit you. And he was like, oh, I live in Baltimore now. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 maybe I shouldn't have said his name. But... <laughs> yeah, maybe redacted. 
No, that's fine. I, don't, I didn't give his government name out. Yeah. Um, wow, that's interesting. That's upsetting. So, I, so that is this kind of, you know, casual male friendships can mm-hmm. be that way. And they are in a place of such friendship that I love that they're eating pizza and he brings out wine. And when he turns on Moon River and they start oh, to dance and do the God. twist. First of all, and guys, I know Chris Noth is a beast of burden. He looks so good at this episode. No, Chris. Guys, I, I, I don't know what to when say. When he was smoking in the bed, I was like, he's maybe never looked better. But when he started to like do the little twist and you saw his hips, and you yeah. know I believe I can do all through the power of, of big thighs. Mm-hmm. And they're just so cute together. And there's even something I don't know. Like he is quite literally bigger than her, big. Mm-hmm. But there was something about like when he started to twist they were almost on the same eye level for once. It was very cute. And they almost get close to having sex, but that record starts skipping, which mm-hmm. is kind of their relationship, right? They're on that loop. Wow, yeah. They can't get anywhere. And is often what is what's also kind of gonna happen in I in season six when he comes back with his heart attack. They can almost get there, but then they yeah. get back on the loop of where they were before of the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just, I got very emotional thinking about this is like the first time they've listened to a record we've seen on the show and that that's how they'll spin their pandemic together mm-hmm. is listening to records one in, once an evening, which is why I just think it's so weird that they never used Moon River in season one of and just like that. I was, I'm surprised they didn't either because it's such like a pivotal part for them and in their relationship and our and us seeing their relationship that they gave and also that they gave them a new song yeah that um hello it's me that strange <laughs> song that he sang yeah Ugh. um i love that carrie suggests their kind of classic new york evening she's out shopping we get the you know overly quoted and insane hello lover line yeah what did you think of those shoes they weren't that special. I, oh, I thought they were beautiful. Really? Yeah, I just thought they were so perfectly carry. Pink. They were perfectly carry. Yeah, they were kind of fun in the front, but a simple heel. Um, I, I didn't think they were like that crazy of a heel. I thought it was also interesting that the next day at brunch when she's telling the girls, she says she's asking for permission to sleep with him, but she was already going to do that. Yeah. Which is why I think that she's a... A, I don't think the women know she has a casual sex relationship with Big. They do not know about the phone calls. They do not know about any of that. Yeah, they she don't know about that. the phone sex later. She tells later. no one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also... I think it's interesting that she's capable of saying, well, of course I would have just casually slept with him. But the mm-hmm. idea of sleeping with him is a goodbye. That feels different to her. And so she wants to caucus that and bring it to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's a really sweet moment of the writers to give us that um, idea that Charlotte is one side of the fandom who mm-hmm. is like, well, of course she was always going to be with Big. And Miranda's like, no, she had to have been with Aiden. And then you have Samantha who's silent, who is effectively the rest like, of us like, no, Carrie could just be single or maybe there's a different guy. Right. Like, <laughs> well, for her to feel lonely, it was interesting to me because she hasn't been single for that long, it feels like. 
Well, that's another problem with time in this show. We don't know how long it's been. Yeah, I'm like, she's like, I feel lonely. I'm like, girl, you haven't been alone that long. It's been three episodes, but within this show, it could have been six months. Like, you never know. Yeah, I try to time it by Miranda's, like, pregnancy, but that's kind of a miss, too. It's, like, kind of a a mess. Um, I do love how she uses the word restless, though, Mm. which I think is such an interesting word choice and is also... It is different than being lonely and is actually sort of sexy. Like the idea that like, I, I'm awake and I'm thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you want someone to tell you that? I mean, I have been telling it to Oscar Isaac a lot recently, but I haven't heard back. But I'm just, again, staring out the window, thinking of him. Yeah. Whispering sweet nothings to the air, hoping mm-hmm. they'll get to him in Brooklyn. Hopefully. i to set my sights a little lower. <laughs> Maybe to Roman. Maybe he'd take pity on your hand. I think if he saw me now, he would at least like give me a hug. I will say when we locked eyes when I saw the show, there did seem to be something between us. A spark. But I think for him, it was like, that seems like a nice guy to like pal around with. Mm. And for you, that's like, that's... I think for me, it was like, I'm ready to walk out of my life, my friendships, my family, (laughs) my like work. For him, I think he probably looked at me and was like, if I saw him at a bar... I think he'd be fun to have like one glass of wine with him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very Which is, I different. think how, how most people see me. They're like, he's fun to pal around with, but like, I don't want to, you can't get too serious with him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I am. I am. I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I am Mr. Big. You're a fun time girl. More than I am anyone else in this show. I'm showing mm-hmm. up to dates, mostly dressed all in black and barely paying attention. Mm-hmm. Telling people I got to go. Well, I mean, you know what I told the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses the other day. I sure do. Yeah. Got a few guys upstairs. <laughs> there were no men upstairs, guys. It was just religious people knocking on my door, and I wanted them to think I was a gay slut. I mean, I already told the government I am. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the moment when she's walking with Miranda, and the show feels the need to um, point out that mer- the idea that her shoes can't get wet mm-hmm. like i don't think we needed that um beat so that the joke la- lands right. more later because i think regardless of if your friend if your friend's amniotic fluid spilled on your t- shoes i think Even you'd be upset regardless birkenstock like i would be like oh no that's not i would, what I I would throw up <laughs> i also I am not 100 percent sure it happens like that much i don't think it does either from like, what i've heard like it looked like a waterfall. She dropped her. Yeah. It was crazy. I know. But yeah, I I don't think she needed to be... I didn't need the verbal joke. Yeah, no. What did you think of the buggy ride with Babo? I... There's a moment in this buggy ride where she gets the phone call. They're kissing. She's like, he's like, that's your phone. She's like, it's definitely not my phone. I don't have a phone. And then she's like, fuck, Miranda gave me a phone. It's like this quick, like banter between them and then when he pays babo and the guy says that his name is babo he he Uh, like looks at carrie he goes (laughs) babo like it's they have this like very cute sense of humor together like i i don't know how else to describe it i love them so much i did find it disgusting watching them kiss for some reason no there was something happening with their lips i do very strange it didn't look right i enjoyed the pre-chemistry the post but the, but the actual kissing, kissing I was like, why are you, they look like two chickens just pecking at each other. Yeah, no, it was really weird. It was giving Jonah Hill and Lauren London CGI. Like, it was really weird. 
Um, but I thought their date was really cute. And I really loved the moment where she gets out of the um, buggy mm-hmm. and says, thanks, Prince Charming. And he winks and goes away. And A little there twinkle. Is, there is something that like, my God, I think when I probably saw that, I did think, wow, Big is gone. Yeah. Like the idea of him is gone. Mm-hmm. It was a little send off. It was a magical moment, and it's like gone. one of the best TV exits I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Not Much like Meredith Grey's. Hmm. I can't even pretend to go there. That was an affront to all my senses. Um, I just sent you a photo of the Jonah Hill Lauren London kiss, and you're going to be like, "Sam, they're not even touching lips." But in the movie, it's supposed to be them kissing, but people got a freeze frame of them. that. Looks fucking crazy. <laughs> So First of all, in what world would that? I can't even. There are many problems with that movie. <laughs> like, and she was on Watch What Happens Live with Candace, and she fucking hates Candace. It was well, really Candace is a bag of tricks. But anyway, um, um, but I really do feel like you know there is a world where that is Big's exit, and it's so lovely and beautiful, and I think it really does cement this idea that. Um, he is this great guy. I love the moment earlier during brunch when she says, he's this great guy in my life who makes mm-hmm. me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I love that his kind of final act to her is to help provide the space to be with her friend. Yes. And, to and you fulfill... know who would never do that? Aiden. I feel like Aiden would have like taken off in a Tom Cruise run and tried to like pick Miranda up himself and just like <laughs> left Harry there. But I love the idea that no, he would have gone inside with her. Yeah, big under. There's still the boundary there. We'll get to his boundary issues in a bit. But I just love the idea of her feeling safe with him, and mm-hmm. that that is what he provides in this episode. And it did make me think that that's something I almost wish Sex and the City. I'm sorry, and just like that, season one had explored the idea of Carrie not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. That she that through her friendship with Big and their ultimate relationship and marriage there was such a safety net there Mm -hmm. and that she's unmoored. And I think that that is kind of there subtextually and in just like that, but there isn't this sense that like, she doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a big flaw. in then just like that season one is, is that you never worry about Carrie Mm -hmm. in in it. Do you get, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That I think that once I heard her say that the idea that he makes her feel safe, which Mm -hmm. I think is like, Truly, I think more people need to value that when choosing yes. a partner. Yes, yes. Or, by the way, and I should say partners, sexually, friendships, work-wise, like feeling All over the board, yes. Is like the most important feeling you can feel with another person, be it your sexual partner, friends, family, work, your podcasters. Like, I hope this is a safe space for all of you. It I is hope everyone feels safe. Sometimes I don't feel safe. No, I very rarely do. When I click the refresh on our reviews, it's, it's not a tough, safe space. You know? um, Jarring. Uh, most most of them are lovely. Yeah. But I really, I just kept thinking, I wish and just like that it explored the idea of Carrie not feeling comfortable and out of her comfort zone and unsafe. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll still get that in season two when she's bumbling around with you know who. Lord Voldemort. Yeah, because that's the thing, you know? She never said she felt safe with Aiden. I mean, how could you with that dog? And He's always got suffering. chainsaws and hammers. He, he fucking 
breaking down walls while she's literally sitting in the next like, room. On, he was always on her fucking ass. Like, get Sit, away. Sitting on her, sitting in that big ass chair, eating chicken. <sighs> and how was he watching sports at Carrie's apartment? She doesn't have cable. I don't think sports were on cable back then. Oh, okay. That could be a factually incorrect That statement. is most definitely factually incorrect. Much like when you tried to tell me that water was created in 2000. It was. People didn't drink water <laughs> before like 2008. Yeah, okay. I love that Carrie decides to stay with Miranda as long as she can and then she finally leaves to go. Would you have left earlier? Yes. I wouldn't have. Actually, I would have after the baby was born. I'd be like, yeah, I'm I'd be no like, okay, you guys, like, I'm no longer useful here. Yeah, like, give her space. Would you be in the delivery room with a friend? No. Oh, I would. Mm-hmm. Now, like, offended, no one's ever asked. Do you want to be in the delivery room with me if I ever have? I, I feel like you would be annoying to me. Like, I don't think you That's would. So fucking mean. Like, <laughs> I this just is don't what the reviewer you... is talking about. I don't think you are going to weather childbirth in a um silent but strong way so a woman has to be silent i, I think for while me while they're giving her, birth i'm not silent but i just think you're gonna be although no you might be hopped up on so many drugs you might be a delight i i'll be rocking and rolling maybe you'll maybe you'll if be there cat- but i don't want to see you on that trying to do no natural birth no <laughs> like you trying not. to give birth naturally Honestly, no. I want a C-section for you and like a mommy makeover. That's really what I see. And we're like one and done. Oh, that's the thing you don't know about me is I want like a hundred. Like the Wendy Williams route where she was like, once we're under, which honestly, now that I think that I went under recently, it's like, why couldn't I have gotten some more people to have at me? Have I? Uh, I left. Way? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I was under already. I should have just been like wheel smother people mm-hmm. in here yeah so she returns to big's apartment mm-hmm. is completely empty with the exception of three things the record mm-hmm. a strange the record and a note saying if i if you're ever lonely mm-hmm. so this presumes that if she feels lonely she is meant to listen to this record by the way i don't think he left a record player no he just presumed um and think of him mm-hmm. but then it says if i'm ever lonely, here is what i i guess is an open plane ticket which do those even i exist? think you could do those back then pre pre 9-11 yeah mm-hmm. i mean you used well, to be able to walk up right to the plane you know that sometimes i get up to stuff at the airport where i'm just like i don't have time for this and just will walk on Walk on where? I've almost basically walked through security by just like being because I was so late. Oh, I was just like I gotta go. Still wow. missed that flight because I went to a Hudson News. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for some magazines. It's like I got five or ten minutes. <laughs> Elbowing your way through security, pushing over children and elders, and gotta stop by and get a People mag. Then I was like, oh my god, is there a fresh EW out? <laughs> the Hollywood version? It's like, oh my god, Hollywood reporters out? Variety? <laughs> What's going on in the trades? 
Oh my god. But I think I think it is so classically big, right? To mm-hmm. I'm Lolly, here is this plane ticket. Mm-hmm. Um so there is still his sense of boundaries and wanting to kind of create distance there. But I do think it's really lovely. I hate the moment where she reads, if I ever lonely. Like we can all read, Carrie. We we got it, girl. <laughs> we um, got it. But let's hear the final moment of the episode and then close this out. Okay. It was official. A new season had begun. Maybe our mistakes are what make our fate. Without them, what would shape our lives? Perhaps if we never veered off course, we wouldn't fall in love or have babies or be who we are. After all, seasons change. So do cities. People come into your life and people go. But it's comforting to know the ones you love are always in your heart. And if you're very lucky, a plane ride away. It's hmm. so beautiful. I do think it's a little tough to, you know, have the plane reference post 9 11. Hmm. Yeah. But I just think that's such a beautiful ending. And it really moved me thinking about what we've all experienced with COVID. Mm-hmm. That the people are going to come and go. And that life is, and also I just think the stages of life we're in now, like I've never, I mean, right, as we talked about when we first started this podcast, I am now the age of Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and like life is more complicated and the people you love are moving and are more transient for work or relationships people are getting people now are married and have children like the time we have with one another is so precious Mm -hmm. and it is the resource we do we have no more of Mm -hmm. and yet everyone is always connected to you like if you're willing to do the work Mm -hmm. and I just thought it was such a beautiful sentiment I I didn't care for the um fake leaves I I (laughs) wish they could have found some real leaves the HBO CGI budget was not up to par. No, no, no. But it's like uh, just they got those little Joanne's. It was no, it was a CGI leaf. I would have preferred had they rigged a leaf and just put it, it down. Yeah, it was a fake ass CGI leaf. Oh. Um, oh. but the ending of this episode is really, really it's beautiful. It's, it, it's stunning. It stunning really ways. is. And like you, just to piggyback off of what you were saying about time. And that's something I've learned so much of through COVID specifically is like how much my time and who I spend it with like means so much more to me now. Like I don't want to spend, I'm Kim Cattrall. I don't want to spend a single minute doing something I don't want to do. You butchered that quote a bit, but it landed somewhere close to what she said. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm never going to get it 100%. You're like, as Maya Angelou once said, when yeah. people show you who they aren't, mm-hmm. believe them the second time. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound like something I would say. <laughs> what did you think of the fashion in this episode? Oh, my God. So I actually, you know, I notably don't like short hair Carrie. But that's more season five. I Carrie, love I don't her love. hair in this episode. I love her hair in this episode. I don't understand what your problem is with her curly short hair. 
I I think I just really hate her hair in Atlantic City. To me, this is quintessential Carrie hair. No, I, I love her hair in this episode. The little ponytail. I love her in her little t-shirt and the wrap long sleeve that she's in. I just think she looks so freaking cute. Um, Yeah, that's where I'm at. I thought she looked adorable when she goes over to Biggs and like a simple like sweater, short sleeve sweater and jeans. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, did you? I was not really listening. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just describe that entire outfit. Well, I really liked it. I completely blacked out. I have to get to scream in 15 minutes. Oh my God, you do. Okay. All right. Um, so men-wise, we've got Big, we've got Steve, we've got Eric, we've got Trey, we've got Babo, and we've got the cab driver. I'm fucking Trey for one last time. Wow. Okay. Clearly I'm going with Big. We give this out of 10. A nine and a half. This is a 10 out of 10. Perfect episode for me. I just think it's that ending is so beautiful. And so everyone, I laughed. I laughed. I cried and I was aroused. It passes the Mamma Mia 2 test. The trifecta. Um, and then in terms of season four, what were some of your favorite moments? I think this has probably been our best season. I think it's definitely been the best season. I don't season. know that it's been the best season of this podcast. I don't know about that. Was our hiatus during this season? Or no, that was no, that was season three. three. Um, no, I definitely loved this season. It's it gave us so much. I mean, the whole Aiden arc again, the Trey and Charlotte stuff, the the bullshit bagels, the the baby, the cardboard baby. I loved it all. I'm just looking at this. I'm looking at season four. We got so much. I mean, we came out of the gate with the soulmate episode Mm -hmm. and the beautiful ending there. Then we've got the fashion show. Oh, fashion yes. roadkill. Yeah. Then we've got the, the Samantha arc of being bisexual. Yes. The return of Aiden, which you know. Oh my god! And we got the but... jazz guy. Oh my god! Was forgot about him. Yeah. That ADD. We were down bad. Turn. Yeah, we we're fighting for our lives. And we got the good <laughs> fight. Where you been? How you been? Where you going? Yeah. I feel like so, he would call her like toots. No, didn't he call her? Oh, hey, Pop Tart. Yeah, Pop Tart. That's what it was. Hey, Shug. God. Um, but I do have to say, probably if I'm thinking of my favorite scene from season four, I'd have to say it's the fight between Aiden in the bathroom mm-hmm. and Harry and Big in the finale. Mm. For me, I really loved the Aiden and Carrie fight in the bathroom. And I also loved the fight between Charlotte and Trey, like that whole episode where, he, you know, she was like, we have to live. <laughs> and Oh, at the fling. Yeah. And then they go to the fling and then she like cusses his life out. Um, I love that. And I love seeing Miranda become a mom. I'm like, I'm excited for this journey. Well, speaking of that briefly, what are you looking forward to in season five mm. that you can remember? So oh, if I can just name a few oh. things for you to hit. Okay. Next season, Burger. Mm. Our man, Baldy. Harry. Mm-hmm. Shorter season. We've only got eight episodes due to uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's pregnancy. Bitsy and um, is that all there is? Mr. Broadway yeah. has to put tinkles come in. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the introduction of one Jack Burger. I'm really excited for Harry. Guys, if you think my takes have been unhinged so far, we are heading into Burger Petrotsky territory. I'm about to be a menace on the internet. Takes no one's ever heard of. 
are going to be said. I'm so scared. Well, thank well, you so much for listening. That's all there <laughs> is. That's a, that is that all there is. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the final bit of this podcast. I'll just sing that and we'll just disappear yeah. into the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> just the screen goes black. <laughs> yeah. Like the end of Lost or The Sopranos. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss the season five, episode one, Anchors Away. Mm-hmm. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. I'm Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Yours Off on Twitter. That's it. That's all there is. It's not the most enthusiastic because it's so long. Yeah, it's so long. Goodbye. A Huda Media Production.